Welcome to the Hunger Games of Disney. Well, welcome really to Big Nerdy Questions, but we wanted to talk about Disney again. We had such great success with it last season, talking about the Renaissance. We also wanted to talk about the Hunger Games, and as nerds, we love making our favorite characters fight in ways that otherwise would never happen. So this is a perfect setup for the Disney version of the Hunger Games. So joining me in our macabre night tonight, we have Ed. May the odds be ever in your favor. We have Callie. Happy Hunger Games. And we have, welcome back, my sister Sarah. Mm, hi. <laughs> Who is rather excited about this whole endeavor? <laughs> I am, I am. Trust me, I just, I didn't prepare a catchphrase, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't prepare a catchphrase is now your catchphrase. <laughs> okay. I can accept that. Hashtag meta. Uh, so what we're going to do tonight is actually have a random draw. We do not know who's going to be in our Hunger Games yet. We're going to have a random draw. I have actual physical slips of paper in front of me, uh, as well as we have a random one of six locations for the arena. And once we have all of our combatants, we're going to determine who, in fact, would win the Disney version of the Hunger Games, at least the first edition. Uh, but before we get into that, Callie, what's our big nerdy recommendation? Well, our big nerdy recommendation for this week is The Simpsons and their mathematical ma- mathematical secrets. So, um, and the author uh, was named Simon Singh. He basically went through several episodes of The Simpsons and a, a handful of the Futurama episodes and broke down some of the mathematical theorems that were introduced by Futurama. Um, most people don't realize, but a lot of the uh, writers for The Simpsons, at least in the early days, were actually either had mathematic degrees, some of them had PhDs, a lot of them came from Harvard, and there was kind of this trend of, of nerdy writers who left their their career as a mathematician to write for The Simpsons. Um, so there's, you know, they, they break down the Money Bart episode and talk about the, the mathematics of how... Uh, the baseball draft worked or picking the, the right team. They talk about the, some of the theorems that were presented in Futurama, um, just various uh, things from calculus and math class that they go back over that get embedded in several episodes. And it was a, a very interesting read, and I would highly recommend picking up a copy. Thank you very much for that one, Callie. The Simpsons and its mathematical secrets. secrets. That is an amazing recommendation. And also animated, so well done on that. Two points to Callie. Yes. No sponsorship tonight, as uh, Matt is still in the capital city raising resources for the next quarter quell. Um, <laughs> uh, so we wish him good luck, and uh, may he catch fire. Uh, but first, uh, tonight, we, we do have the actual Hunger Games of Disney. Before we begin, I want to establish the ground rules uh, that we have all established as a group. Number one. We're going to have 12 combatants representing 12 districts, except they're not representing districts. We instead separated Disney into three eras, classic, renaissance, and modern. Classic is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, through to everything before The Little Mermaid. Uh, the renaissance is The Little Mermaid through, Hercul- uh, through Tarzan, and then modern is everything post-Tarzan. We're not including Pixar, at least this time around, as a possibility. We're going to have four characters from the classic, five from the Renaissance, because we did a special on that last year, and three characters from the modern era. Uh, when the characters are thrown into the arena, 
They are free to use anything in the arena, and they're free to use any magical abilities if they have any. If only one character has magical abilities and the rest don't, it sucks to be their opponents. Uh, when we get into the battle, unlike in the actual Hunger Games novel, spoiler alert, there can only be one winner. Uh, we are not going to balance for male-female because we are all about gender equality here at B&Q. So only one character will survive. I say character, not man or woman, because of course, as it is Disney, there are some non-human characters that are, are possibilities. Uh, but so, uh, I'll leave it to the to the group. Do you guys want to determine the arena first, or determine our combatants first? I, I think the arena second, because that could put a, a disadvantage on some of the characters. It'd be nice to kind of right. have that surprise afterwards. So what do you guys think? Everyone agreed. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Okay. All right, so let's draw out our characters, and we're going to do this, and I am on video. You know, you guys don't see video, which is our audio podcast, but I'm there keeping me honest with the video. And our first pick is from Frozen, Anna. Anna okay. from Frozen has been volunteered as tribute, so we have our first modern combatant. Anna, not Elsa, interestingly enough. Although maybe we'll see someone else from Frozen in the next oh, draw. Be nice to see two sisters go up against each other. The Ooh. next combatant that has been drawn from the Renaissance, Pocahontas. Yes. Pocahontas is going to be the next character in the Hunger Games. So far, no magical abilities, but quite a lot of ability. Period. Our next character. Oh. <laughs> Hellfire! Hellfire! Father Frollo has made his way into the Hunger Games. Good God. Our next character. (laughs) Well, if there are any animals that show up, this character knows how to get their skins. Cruella DeVille is our next character in the Hunger Games. She is our first classic character. I, I want to point out something. I know that McLeach isn't in this, but if they had both gotten drawn, they would make a hell of a combo. Yes, they would. Uh, our next combatant from Tangled, Flynn Rider. Yes! Flynn Rider is in the Hunger Games. So we have one modern slot remaining, and this one came out. All right, our next character is the last modern character. From Zootopia, Judy Hopps. Okay. Oh. Judy Interesting. Hopps. We have our first non-human character in the Hunger Games. So if I draw any modern characters from this point forward, they'll be discarded and sent back to the mine. Our next character from the classic era, it better not go until midnight, Cinderella. Okay. Cinderella is in the Hunger Games. Our next character from Beauty and the Beast... Perhaps the least intimidating person from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. Cogsworth. Cogsworth is in the Hunger Games. Well. We have our first victim. Yeah. Easy target. Hold on, hold on. His time is almost up. If it ain't Baroque, don't fix it. He's going to have to really get it in gear. (laughs) <laughs> he might need a hand oh. or two. I'll take that at face value. Our next character is <laughs> Cinderella's fairy godmother. Okay. Oh, cool. yep. Well, we have our 
We have our first alliance. We need one more classic character. Let's see who comes out. Three spots remaining in the inaugural B&Q Disney Hunger Game. And the first one goes to Hercules. Yes! Hercules. He can go the distance. It's done, son. It's done. It's over. (laughs) Can we at least call him Heracles for this episode? Heracles. Hercules. 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 That's racist. Sorry. (laughs) I was quoting Eddie Murphy. He was quoting Eddie Murphy. That's just terrible filmmaking. Yeah. Anyway. Our next character is our last classic character, Snow White. Okay. Snow White has made it into the Hunger Games. All of the classic characters are women. Yes, they are. I was hoping for Dopey. I was too. So we're looking for a Renaissance character. One more Renaissance character. Kind of hoping for Mulan. I drew Captain Hook. He is not eligible. Last. We have our winner, Belle. Belle is the last character in the Hunger Games. All right. So we've got our 12. It is almost entirely women. The only three... uh, There's four men, Father Frollo, Cogsworth, if you count him a man, Hercules, Glenn Ryder, one animal, Judy Hopps, and now the arena. So I have predetermined six movies. And what we're going to do is go around the circle. Uh, We'll start with Callie, then Sarah, then Ed... And you will name off number one through six, and that will eliminate that movie. They are in a random order. The last one standing will be the arena for this Hunger Games. Um, all right? All right. So, Callie, eliminate a number one through six. Pi. Three. Right? Who else down? Sure. Yeah. Okay. We will not be having the Hunger Games in the African savanna of the Lion King. Damn it. Okay. Sarah, eliminate a number one, two, four, five, or six. Um, one. One. We will not be having the Hunger Games in the Indian jungle of the Jungle Book. It's all the good places. Ed, eliminate a a number. Two, four, five, or six. Number five. We will not be having the Hunger Games in the Enchanted Forest of Snow White. Okay. Callie, pick a number. Two, four, or six. Oh, it's six. We will not be having the Hunger Games in New York City from Oliver and Company. Mm. And Sarah, pick a number. Two or four. Two. We will not be having the Hunger Games in Norway with Frozen. The winning location, our arena for the Hunger Games, is Agrabah. Oh, yes! Prince Ali, fabulous he. So, we have Agrabah as the location. There is no water, body of water, in this arena. There is a lot of sand. We have one palace in the center that serves as the cornucopia. Uh, and there are a few rooms in the palace. Otherwise, it is just sand dune. Um, there's a couple palm trees, but there's not much room for cover. That is our arena. Okay. So the city itself won't be present, just the uh, just the palace. Correct. With these 12, what I'm going to do is kind of let all of us kind of make a decision. So, um, Sarah... How do you think this battle is going to start at the Cornucopia? Which characters do you have going for the Cornucopia, and which ones do you have running away to the desert? Okay. I think Judy would go for the Cornucopia. Um, Glenn probably would. Flynn Rider? I think he'd try to be sneaky about it, yeah. I think he would definitely go for it. I'm not sure what Anna would do. From the others... I think ones like Cogsworth are definitely likely to just try and get out of Dodge 
if they can make it that far to get out of Dodge. Well, specifically Cogsworth in this case, but Snow White would run away. She ran away from all the animals in the forest pretty easily. She'd probably run here, too. So Snow White runs. Cogsworth runs. Um, I'm going to say that Honor probably runs, at least at the beginning. Um, Cruella de Vil probably goes straight after Judy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. So... Uh, <laughs> So I think we have our first clash. Cruella DeVille up against Judy Hopps. Now, Judy in Zootopia is a trained police officer. Um, yes. So she has a lot of skill. We don't know if she's taken in a gun with her like she has in the movie. Uh, but Cruella DeVille could probably tear her apart with her bare hands as much rage as she has. Uh, so if Cruella went after Judy at the very beginning, so Judy's running for the cornucopia, Cruella's running for Judy. Does Judy get to the cornucopia and defeat Cruella, or does Cruella eliminate Judy? Judy's fast. I mean, she's a rabbit. That's pretty yeah. quick. Um, I, I could say that Judy gets to the cornucopia, but I don't know if anything she grabs would be enough to completely ward off Cruella DeVille in full rage mode. I, ha- I have a theory. Go ahead. Okay. I would like. I would assume that the character was a know ahead of ahead of hand or ahead of time that they were going into the arena yes. similar to the hunger games right. i i would like to wager that judy takes a night howler to give her the competitive edge knowing there'll be a cure when she comes out i like that idea so with that if if assuming that she was on something so that she acted with her animalistic instincts i think she'd be able to take out corella deville are we all okay with this I, I think she could definitely stand a chance against Cruella and take her out. So our first death, ring the bell, Cruella DeVille is dead at the hands of Judy Hopps, which actually is quite appropriate in my opinion. For his murder. So Judy Hopps eliminates Cruella DeVille at the very beginning. Cruella is gone. It'd be different if she had her car, perhaps, but she she's gone. So right now we've got Judy and Flynn at the cornucopia, uh, Sarah, you're my expert on Flynn Rider since Tangled is your favorite movie, or one of your favorites. Do you think Flynn and Judy make an alliance, or do you think they go at each other? Well, if Judy's on our animal side, I doubt she would actually make an alliance with Flynn. That's true. So do you think that Flynn could take out Judy and then c- control the cornucopia? It depends on if he gets to a weapon. If he gets to a weapon fast enough, well, I think what would happen, Judy is in an altercation with Cruella, which gives Flynn enough time to run. It's kind of distracting, and he has enough time to run. If they're nearby, I think he would have enough time to run and get a frying pan. And <laughs> he could bash Judy for frying pan pretty easily. I, I think Judy is pretty, um, she's a good fighter, but she's so small. I think Flynn is also a pretty good fighter. He showed a lot of, like, good skills like of his movements like he can be like very athletic so mm-hmm. i think he would pretty easily be able to just kind of whack her and move on i think you're right i think flynn takes out judy right after judy takes out cruella i think that's fair because she'll be distracted while she's dealing with cruella and like we were just established he could get a weapon pretty easily so we're down to 10 ring the cannon again Okay, so Cruella's gone, Judy's gone. So right now we have Flynn in the cornucopia. Uh, Now, meanwhile, I think that 
Hercules and the Fairy Godmother are probably going to be the two strongest combatants overall because they're the only two with any sort of supernatural ability. Uh, Hercules, of course, being a demigod, the Fairy Godmother, there's really no limit to how much magic she can do and change things into. Um, So I wonder if the two of them decide to ally because if they work together, they're they're unbeatable. Or if they know going in, they're the two big dogs, and they just start going at each other from the very beginning. Can I say something about that? Sure. Like, I think, I was just thinking about it while you were talking. I think the fairy godmother is kind of likely to take in an alliance with people, not just Cinderella, but people like Snow White and Anna, who would be kind of vulnerable, especially if they're nearby. And then I think it a bit more interesting because separately people like snow white and cinderella are like no threat but if they're in league with each other and the fairy godmother they become enough of a threat to maybe do something against someone like hercules so we're gonna say i'm just gonna throw this out here what if the fairy godmother makes an alliance with cinderella so we got fairy godmother with cindy snow bell and anna that makes sense uh, and then the five of them are sort of in an alliance at the beginning. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I feel like Belle's going to be a little independent and maybe not want to be lumped together. So you think Belle goes off on her own? She wants more than this provincial life. Okay, so just the four of them then. Fairy Godmother, Cindy, Snow, and Anna. I think Flynn and Belle actually would make an alliance. I think Flynn, Ryder, and Belle are both really clever. And I think that they would make an alliance really easily because they both know strategically they need resources. Um, but what Can do you I, guys think about that? I, I agree with your rationale. I just wanted to point out that we've established two major deaths and neither of them were Cogsworth. <laughs> That's true. Well, Cogsworth ran off into the forest. Um, now, once <laughs> he pulled off on his little clock leg. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, why are we assuming he's still in his enchanted form? The fairy godmother could change him into the clock form, right? Or he could have, or he could have, it could have been after the beast and fell in love with Belle and proved That's himself true. or whatever. So do I we want to make Cogsworth the, the clock or Cogsworth the man? It's funnier if we leave him as a clock. It gives him a fighting chance if he's a man. Mm. You want funny or survival? Funny or die? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, there is an advantage to being the clock, though. I mean... It does make it much easier for him to hide. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. I was going to argue for Basil, if he had been drawn because of his size, he could have slipped away. Yeah, and actually, and I strangely enough, I did do a, I did five, a five-character trial before we started just to see what kind it would shake out. And the five mm-hmm. that I drew were Basil, Evil Queen, Beast, Father Facilier, and uh, Pocahontas. Interesting. So that would have been an interest, a totally different dynamic in that group. Um, but yeah, I, I think Flynn is with Belle. I think Pocahontas is probably going to go off into the forest just on her own. Yeah. I think yeah. that she has enough. Well, there's not a forest. She's going off into the desert. That's the problem. Yeah. But there might be some resources in the desert she could find. I think her first instinct is to go into the and look for resources. She would definitely have natural ingrained survival instincts, so I still think, like you said, she'd be off on her own. She might find a cave or something like that and just start hiding and and building up strength. Um, Now, here's a question we haven't really gone to. Does Frollo go for the cornucopia? I I think he would. 
I think he'd have a, he'd have no choice because if he doesn't I have know. any resources, he's just a, a frail old man. I think he would find somebody to to align with that would go do it for him. But who Manip- ma- manipulation? Who would who would subjugate themselves? Uh, okay, to theory. Is Snow White is Snow White already safe? Is Snow White's with Father Fairy Godmother. Yes. What about Hercules? Okay. Do you uh, do you think God, Hercules it, could be could because Father Frollo could be could pretend to be like this supplicant, like suck up brown nose and go to Hercules and be like, look, I, you know, I I've got brains, you've got the brawn. Together we can do this. I love Hercules, but he is freaking gullible. Okay, I think he that's could what be I'm manipulated. thinking. I think Father yeah. Frollo could convince him that he's the frail old man. He's no threat, but he could help him with strategy. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So we got Frollo and Hercules combined, which is a pairing I would never have thought of, but it actually makes sense. So Jesus, Frollo. Frollo's cunning and Hercules' strength. Whoa. So as it is right now, we have Flynn Rider and Belle controlling the cornucopia and, like, sticking around near there in the palace. And remember, the cornucopia is in a palace, which has a lot of rooms they could hide in. So they're in the palace. Pocahontas is off in the desert somewhere. Potentially she's finding resources. Maybe there's some animals out there. Maybe she's finding a cave. There could be an oasis. I said there's no large bodies of water, but there could be an oasis that she's found and controlling that. We've got the fairy godmother sheltering Cinderella, Snow White, and Anna as her sort of of four royal group almost. And we've got Father Frollo and Hercules in a very strange, deadly alliance, the two-man power trip, if you will. Um, The modern-day Triple H and Stone Cold. We've got Frollo and Hercules. (laughs) Uh, so, we've got four kind of groups here. So, so where does Pocahontas fall in all this? She's, she's on, her on her own. right now. All right. She's on her own. But do you think... That's actually the first question I was going to ask. Because she is the only sole actor right now. Do you think that Pocahontas would try to ally with any of the other three groups? Or would she just try to stick it out on her own and not get involved at all and just try to live out everybody else? I think she's, I don't know about the desert, but I feel like she's more of a survivalist, so she can adapt to the earth. And, I mean, she has color to the wind, so you never know what she can do. I I think she would stay on her own and survey the situation until she could, you know, have an opportune moment to strike. I don't think it's so much trying to outlast everyone as to get a, a good strategy together to take out, you know, people in a, you know, one by one or in a timely fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you're right about that. <clears throat> so, uh, we have got... It's kind of, go ahead, Ed. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's kind of like uh, uh, from the first Hunger Games novel. It's like, uh, what was the guy that was from Rue's district that was out in the... Uh, just uh, kind of out Thresh. In, Thresh. Thresh. Yeah, he was... That's pretty much what he did in the first book, is he stayed out on the Outlands... Until he went in, it was like he was surveying the whole time almost. Yeah, I agree. So right now we've got four groups, well, three groups and a singleton. Uh, I'm going to throw our first twist in from that someone has truly liked one of the characters. Uh, someone in the capital city is really fond of Snow White, and they have sent Snow White a resource. They have sent her some apples. <laughs> All right. Um, of course, 
Snow White can do what she wants with these apples, and the, the note attached says, these could be nutritious or they could be lethal. Take a bite and your belly might be full. Or give it to your enemy and make them rueful. So we don't really know if the apples are just for food or if they're poison. So, what does Snow White do with this apple shipment? I've, I've got a theory. I've got a theory. She goes ahead and gives it to her teammates because she's aligned with the fairy godmother, uh, Anna and Cinderella, correct? Correct. Best case scenario, she knocks out three of her opponents at once. If that's what she decides to do, worst case scenario, it looks like she's a team player sharing her food with her teammates. So you think she gives the food to all of them and it either knocks yes. them all dead or she's just gained favor? I think that's an interesting way to play it. But is it is that a dangerous move, though, to knock out your entire alliance? Or she could hold on to the apples until late in the game and then play that move. Not necessarily play it at the beginning use them to her advantage and try to weed out the opponents and then when there's five or six people left besides them oh well here i've got these apples you guys hungry you know that kind of thing it's like a trump it's, it's a lot more sense it's like I don't a trump know. card it's sense for her to save it you think she saves it well like if she gives it to them now she's entirely defenseless i think she would at least know that like snow white has kind of a bad reputation as being very frivolous but i think she actually just you know she's 14 she's very young she's just really unprepared for a lot of things, but I think she would have enough know-how to know I'm safe right now because I'm with these people, especially the fairy godmother. If, if they die, she's totally defenseless. Yep. I don't think she would take that chance. I, I do worry about her saving it to the end because then they might question why she waited so long to offer them something, particularly when most people are aware that something is falling down, so they know that she received something. Exactly, and it is in a desert where so food lack of food is going to be an issue. So well, th here's another play she could make. She could have the apples, all right? And she could hypothetically use them as a trap for the other players. Say they're just left out in the wilderness and somebody's stupid enough to eat one, not thinking about, well, there shouldn't be any apples here. It'd kind of be like a trap to the other contestants. I'm interested. But that at the at the same time, it could just be an apple and give them energy. So there you Precisely. go. Precisely. Yeah, I'm interested that no one, no one so far has said she just eats one. Well, and either she has case, apples or she kills herself. But what about, do we know that all the apples are the same? Do we know that one in the bunch is bad and the rest are good? No, yeah, we don't yeah. actually. If I, I were mean, her, I'd, I'd be more likely to give them away as favor and, and go a little bit more with Ed said. Worst case scenario, it kills the person that she tried to share it with. Maybe, just maybe not all at once. Well, the thing is, if she doesn't do it all at once, say say they all are poisonous, and she gives one to Anna, and it knocks Anna, uh, Anna dead, then wouldn't Cinderella and Fairy Godmother just kill Snow? I don't know. What if she waited for a volunteer and said, who would like to try the apples, and was just up front with them? Or and said, the I don't know. Or run some kind of magical scan to determine the healthiness of the apple. The thing is, unfortunately, we don't really know the limits, if there are any, to the fairy godmother's power, because there, you, we have just one film to go off of, really. And she wasn't in that very much, really. She only had one scene, and it was, you know, pretty frivolous abilities. I mean, that's not to say she can't do a lot of really awesome things. We just don't know exactly what she can do. But also, why would was the curfew of midnight a limitation on her powers or a lesson? 
So was that a self-imposed limit, or was that just something she didn't I don't know. She might not have magical ability at night. That would be an interesting question. Uh, Of course, the other issue with the desert at night, it's going to get really cold really quick. Yes. Um, And it's used to that. So, by the way, we never placed Cogsworth. Is he with Flynn and Bell, or is he another group? You know, I think it would be interesting to throw him in with Frollo and Hercules, because that's somebody else that Frollo could manipulate pretty easily, and he could use him as cannon fodder, worst-case scenario. So Cogsworth is there. So we've got Snow... What? Go ahead. I was going to say, maybe Bell just scoops him up and throws him in a bag and takes her... Yeah, yeah, that, that could be a thing, too. Yeah, I think Bell scoops him up. That I, I like that he's with Frollo. He might turn, but he's with Bell right now, just as a, you know, a timepiece. Pretty much. <laughs> he's a wooden Thanks. actor. Hey, no. Uh, so Snow White has the apples. She has not played the apples yet. The next uh, thing drops down from the ceiling. It is not meant for any one character, uh, but interestingly enough, from Agrabah, the magic carpet drops in the middle of the desert which characters are going to go for it and how are they going to use it ah you know i think that flynn would probably go for it yeah i was thinking the same thing it seems like the most likely team to also want it they'd get the biggest advantage from having it because they could easily get to the cornucopia and out again pretty much everybody else has a, a distinct advantage at this point because the fairy godmother's group has at least some magic on their side frollo's group has super strength in hercules flynn's with bell correct bell and Cogsworth. yeah they have the most to gain from it so i think they would try for it the hardest yeah i also think pocahontas wouldn't trust um would wouldn't trust magic as much just because mm-hmm. she's more of a na- naturalist i agree with that yeah. Plus, I don't think I don't think she would compromise her position wherever she is just to go run after the rug, you know. So here's a twist. I'm gonna throw in and see what happens. Flynn goes after the magic carpet and leaves Bell and Cogsworth in the palace to guard the cornucopia. Okay. On the way to the magic carpet, Flynn Rider encounters Anna, who has been sent out from the fairy godmother's group to gather supplies. Flynn Rider versus Anna. Do they fight, and if so, who wins? Or does one of them convince the other to join their alliance? Okay, so Flynn would still be equipped with his uh, his pan or his uh, skillet, yes, right? Yes, Flynn still has the frying pan. Anna, we don't really know what she has. She's just been sent out to get resources. One can assume the fairy godmother would give her something, but I don't know what. You, to a degree, we're having to ignore any kind of noble attributes these people have in the movies, Flynn's more, Flynn's more dubious than Anna. I wouldn't put it past him to try something. Yeah, I would I would assume Flynn would try to convince Anna to leave the old-timey classic folks to come over to his side. I can yeah. see that. So you think Flynn think offers an alliance? This, this early in, in the fight, I would think it would make more sense to him to try to persuade her to join them as opposed to trying to kill her. All right, so let's say Flynn offers the deal. Does Anna take it? Does she fight him? Or does she run? Well, Anna was, let's be honest, kind of dumb in, in pretty Frozen. Pretty fell, yeah. yeah. So, you know, she was going after, um, what was the prince's name in that? Hans. I can't remember. Hans. Hans. So, yeah, I mean, I could see Flynn taking her in pretty easy. So you think that Anna goes to the Flynn Alliance? I do. I think All so. All right, so Anna goes to the Flynn Alliance. 
And they also now have the magic carpet. Okay, so I'm just looking over all of this. Interesting. We need to figure out what Hercules and Frollo and them are doing because I just know that they're not sitting still. Uh, Frollo's always got something in mind. So that's actually where I was going to go next. Uh, Frollo and Hercules... Frollo and Hercules have determined that their best course of action, because Frollo loves big buildings, is to seize the palace. Uh, but mm. they know that to seize the palace, they're going to have to defeat Flynn, Bell, Flynn and Bell. They don't realize that they have Cogsworth, and they don't know that they have Anna. They just think it's Flynn and Bell. Uh, okay. So Frollo and Hercules are going to be a total assault on the palace... Uh, now, they're going to be sticking together because they know that they don't have any ability not to. However, what Frollo has done is he has gathered some of the wood from the palm trees around the palace, and he is going to be setting them aflame to set burning barriers. Uh, He's going to try to funnel everyone in the palace, smoke them out, to where they have to take on Hercules one by one. Does Frollo take into account, or does he know that they have the flying carpet? And if so, does he no, know what it does? He okay. does not know they have the flying carpet. He didn't go after it. Uh, okay. So let me set the stage for you, and then you guys can tell me what's going to happen. Frollo has set up a smoke bomb, essentially, a primitive smoke bomb inside the palace to try to smoke everyone out of the entrance and then set them up for Hercules to just smash them to bits. Uh, Flynn and Bell, they're all together in the... In the uh, or Flynn and, and Anna are together uh, because they just got back to the palace with the magic carpet. Bell and Cogsworth are in a different area of the palace. Uh, Flynn and Anna have a choice. They can either take the carpet deep into the palace and rescue Bell and Cogsworth, or they can use the carpet to flee, or they can fight. I think that Flynn just went to the trouble of getting Anna onto their side to strengthen their group. So I don't think he's just going to abandon Bell and Cogsworth. I think he'll go back for them. Now, would they stand and fight or would they run? Um, I think what they could do is try to escape through the top of uh, the palace unseen and circle back around behind Hercules and Frollo and possibly take out Frollo before Hercules realizes what's going on. Right. And I recall that they're usually pretty high windows. I know Aladdin escaped a couple times mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. by just spinning, assuming that they have made friends with the carpet and he listens to them. Yes. So you, we're so we're thinking that this assault fails. Uh, Flynn goes into the magic carpet, gets Bell and Cogsworth on it, and then does an end around back outside. So while Frollo and Hercules are focusing entirely on the exit, because they think there's only that one exit, they come from the top. And they take out Frollo. I think it's easily possible. So, and so what is Frollo's method of demise? Um, My suspicion is Cogsworth maybe realizes that he has no chance to survive this as the sole survivor, as a clock. Uh, So he's going to sacrifice himself for Bell, and Bell says, throw, decides, and Cogsworth tells her to, throws Cogsworth at Frollo. Uh, and in the crash, in the blunt force trauma, takes out both Cogsworth and Father Frollo. Hashtag Cogs- Cogsworth Kamikaze. There's your hashtag. 
<laughs> I feel like I feel like somehow Frollo needs to fall into the fire, very similar to the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes, well, they, Cogsworth, he, the blow from Cogsworth knocks him into the flames. So dumpster fire, got it. So, so if the blunt force didn't kill him, the fire did. So Frollo is dead via Cogsworth. He is the third to die. Kill it with Cogsworth fire. dies in the attempt. He is the fourth to die, and he dies by a kamikaze. Yeah. So we are, so Cogsworth is gone, but they took out Father Frollo. Now you've got Belle, Anna, and Flynn on the carpet above Hercules. Does Hercules have any abilities to get high? Like, not, well, obviously well, he could, yes. but to jump Here's... or anything like that. In the movie, there was a lot of parallels between Hercules and Superman. And I mean Superman before he got the ability to fly. I wouldn't put it past Hercules to have the strength to jump up that high and just crash right through that carpet knock them all to the ground. Sarah, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know if he could actually get that high. Um, I think he could, but if they... The carpet's pretty fast. Yes. Like, the car's probably really fast. I think he could go up really fast and get away pretty quickly before Hercules even realizes what they're doing. Yeah. So, but what and if Hercules, uh, now that Hercules is in the palace, what if Hercules starts taking stuff from the cornucopia and just throwing it at them? And did, was there any scene in the movie where he threw something to hurt one of the one of the titans or anything? I can't remember. Was, was there a javelin throw? Yes, I think there was. I mean, he has super strength. If he got some Whoa. arrows from the cornucopia and threw it, <clears throat> I think having some sort of ammo like that, I'm going to say he throws it at the carpet and, unfortunately, bye-bye Bell. Well, you know what? You could take it a step further. Flaming arrow, bye-bye carpet. Yeah. Bye-bye everybody on the carpet, too, because in the training montages with Phil, he, he, like you said, was training with bows, arrows, swords, shields, all this crap, javelins. I wouldn't put it past him to be able to do that. All right. So I don't think he'd be able to do it that fast, though. You don't think he can do it that fast? He can throw it that fast. I mean, he was... Isn't there a scene where he, like, throws an arrow like someone shooting it out of a bow? I th- maybe, but, I mean, like, I'm just thinking about some of the things he did. Like, didn't he pick up, like, that Tornado Titan and just throw him? I mean, that's pretty strong. So, uh, you know, if you're throwing a baseball or something like that, I, I mean, I imagine he could, you know, throw some real heat on it. Pun yeah, intended. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure he can go the distance. Yeah. <laughs> that is the clever way of putting it. Uh, so do we think that he takes out the whole carpet crew... Does he take out one of the carpet crew, or do they escape? Well, we know that Hercules is prone to getting pissed off, like when, let's say, Meg was killed in the movie, and he punched Hades right in the freaking face. So, yeah, I, I could think he would he would try to kill him right then. Does he succeed? Sarah, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, I still think the carpet is just really fast. Like, I know he could be fast, but I just think the carpet would be faster enough that at least they could get away, at least some of them would get away. Like, I don't doubt he could hit one person, but, I mean, I, I guess he could hit the carpet. It just seems like the carpet is just, like, if you look at, like, the the whole New World scene in the movie, they travel so far on that carpet in a pretty yeah. short amount of time. It seems like that carpet has very, very fast abilities. Yeah. I feel like if they really wanted to step on it, they could, like, get at least far enough away that it wouldn't do entire damage. Like, maybe some damage, but not. I don't think it would be a total wipeout for the carpet. What about um not holding on when it zips away. Yeah, that's another thing. There's there's not really seatbelts on that thing. So I'm going to say that he hit one of them, 
And I've got them arranged in a random order here. One, two, and three. Callie, pick a number one, two, or three. 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 Bell is dead. No! Okay. He, he hit Bell with the arrow right through the heart. Bell is gone. Uh, Flynn and Anna. Cogsworth's death was for nothing. <laughs> uh. Time and again. Uh, so Flynn and Anna fly off. Bell is gone. Hercules now controls the Palace Cornucopia. Wow. And now we have our first twist from the Game Makers. The Cave of Wonders emerges in the middle. And they say in the Cave of Wonders is something that will help you infinitely. But it is a risk to go into either even attempt to find the Cave of Wonders and to go into it and make your way through it. But if you get there, you will have an, a major advantage. Does Flynn and, do Flynn and Anna, or Hercules, or Pocahontas, or the Fairy Godmother group go for the Cave of Wonders? Which one is most likely to try it? I just see the Fairy, fairy Godmother's group as being really trepidatious about something like that. I don't know if they would have... I don't know. You guys can contradict me if I if if you think I'm wrong, but I just don't see them going for it. I would see. I don't think Hercules would see the need to do it because he did have moments of arrogance in the movie. So I think it would be Anna Flynn or Pocahontas that might go for it. About worthiness. If only Aladdin was allowed to enter the Cape of Wonders, I feel like Pocahontas is probably gonna have the best shot of being allowed in. I was also thinking, especially if Pocahontas is nearby the cave, I feel like it's pretty likely, because like, we don't know where she is. That's true. Like, if she's like near enough to the cave, I feel like it's pretty likely she would take the chance, especially seeing as like the cave itself could offer some sort of shelter if she hasn't found a shelter yet. Um, I mean, it might be dangerous, but at least it's not entirely exposed. There are some dark areas you could hide if someone else came up. Um, so... Let's say Pocahontas gets into the Cave of Wonders and gets the advantage. Do you want to hear what the advantage is? I wonder if it's golden. It's not the genie. Okay. The advantage is, because that would break the whole scenario. Here's the advantage. (laughs) She can bring in any character from any movie that is not already in the Hunger Games as her assistant and hers alone. For four hours. At that any, is fantastic. At any given time. Doesn't have that's, to be that's, immediately. That's easy. that's easy to answer. So easy. I have an opinion too. <laughs> I, I could go a couple of different ways with this actually. So. Wait, hold on. Any character from what? Uh, a movie that's not represented. Any yet. Disney movie that's not represented. She can bring in any character. There's only one restriction. What's that? Four hours. Four, four hours? Well, there's two restrictions. Four hours. Okay. And? The character cannot be a god or have godlike powers. Oh, man. So it can't be a character that can break the whole scenario like Genie. They can have a huge okay. ability, but they can't break the whole thing. So given Whoa. that... All right. But, does like, Pocahontas go- use the advantage now, or does she wait, go back to her cave? Since there's still half of the field left, I think she waits. I think also we have to consider one other thing here. We hadn't actually talked about, we talked about maybe Flynn and Anna trying to get to the cave. What if they're like right outside the cave or right around it and she runs into a combat Ah, Aha, perfect. We have our next battle. Flynn and Anna have arrived on the carpet uh, at the Cave of Wonders entrance, but uh, but not Jasmine, Pocahontas has arrived (laughs) 
at the entrance with her golden ticket uh, to bring in another character. Does Pocahontas use it? Does she offer to ally with Flynn and, Ru- Flynn and Anna with this as her trump card? Or does she run? I don't I see her allying with anybody, though. Cause she's I don't pl- either. She's been playing yeah. it by herself the whole time. I think she would either try... Either she would fight or she'd try to break away. And I don't think, again, that she would go ahead and immediately use her trump card. I think she would try to find another way. I don't think she, it, she would survive it if she found another way or tried to do it without do it alone. Four okay. Just to be fair, four hours is a long time to have somebody too. So she could win the entire match in the in the course of four hours with the help of another character. If she if chose she right, I enough. think she could. If she, yeah. If she chose right. So now here's a question for you: Since both Bell and Cogsworth are no longer on the field, does that mean they could call Beast? Or does it have to be somebody that wasn't drawn initially? No, it, it, as long as the character, it can. It doesn't have to be one of the ones that we had that we had in our game. Mm-hmm. Any Disney character that's not a god that was not in this Hunger Games can Guys. be okay. brought in. Okay. So so easy. Guys. So um, let's see. So let's assume Pocahontas does use her trump card here because I agree with Callie. If she doesn't, I think that Flynn and Anna with the carpet can just bombard her from overhead and eventually beat her. So she uses her trump card here. Uh, Callie, you've got a clear idea of who she's bringing in. Who is it? She is going to bring in... Now, what do you consider godlike powers? Uh, Like, genie, someone who is going to be able to just completely break it because they can change the fabric of reality. Okay, fine. Then she's going to go with Poe Dameron. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god yeah. at least it wasn't Jar Jar thank you <laughs> he would break he would He would totally break the game though because no, everybody would just give up they would just no, every, with die Poe really? No, that, that, this would be the first time that everybody remaining in the Hunger Games allied against somebody else <laughs> yeah one futuristic knowledge and the knowledge of history so he, he knows the weaknesses of the characters technically from a historical point of view, but uh, secondly, he's a good he's a good shot. He might he's a good pilot, so if he can get a hold of the carpet, he could probably fly it better than than Anna and Flynn. Does does he come equipped with a weapon, or is he just at base form? Oh, oh you get the advantage. He comes with a blaster. Okay, he comes with a blaster. Yeah. Well, I mean, can that, that count though? That's not an animated movie. Disney character. She's not mm-hmm. wrong. It's not really in the Disney canon, though. It, it is Disney, though. They've acquired it. I mean, they yeah, pre- they, they own it, but it's not in their their official canon of animated movies. No, but I was going by the rules set forth, and Josh said any Disney character from any Disney movie that didn't <laughs> have godlike powers. I would Disney character, to be honest. Like, I, I know he's wait. owned by Disney, but I don't know if I would consider that an actual Disney character if he's not in the Disney canon. We need the Dungeon Master to rule on this. Okay, so... I really like Callie's creativity, and I think it would make for a hell of a thing. However, since I already at the beginning said no Pixar, I think I do have to rule that in this version we're not going to allow for Star Wars or Marvel or anything like extended like that. Uh, I, I will say the next time we do it, we will open it up to those. Uh, but this time, I think since I the intention was animated characters, 
I will rule in favor of Sarah's call with the proviso that I think if Poe did get in there with a blaster, Pocahontas would win in four hours. (laughs) (laughs) I agree, to be honest. Do you consider Hades as... Because you said the ability to alter... Like the fabric of reality, Hades never really showed that power. Does that mean he's no, a viable option? No, I think I put Hades at the same level as Fairy Godmother, so he is an option. Yeah, he's an option. Hades Can is it... an option. Um, Jafar is an option, but not in genie form, right? No, Maleficent is an option if you want a dragon. Uh, to what be about in there Shere with Khan? Sher Khan, you could bring in a tiger. Uh, you could bring in Simba. Uh, that's an option. Uh, it's a pretty good option, perhaps. I'll say the raccoon. You, I, I, I have my pick. Uh, Miko, sitting there. Miko. So, Pocahontas well, no, has a, no, is I, really good with animals, right? Yes. So, it's it's got to be Iago, because Gilbert Godfrey would make everybody want to kill themselves. Well, that's a good choice. <laughs> let me submit to you, from Meet the Robinson, she summons the Tyrannosaurus Rex that he commanded. Wait, wait, wait. You know I haven't seen that movie, and that's a sad thing. I, I got a big that. head and little arms. Yeah, I've seen yeah, that I scene. I remember how into that you are. <laughs> that's all you were saying for a year. <laughs> I'm just saying that putting a T-Rex in there would change things. It would. It would. <laughs> I'm cool with it. There's no way Flynn and, uh, and Anna are getting out of this. <laughs> the, the carpet, we, Jeff. Can... Jeff Jeff Goldblum might be able to, but not those two. <laughs> uh, well, I, I want to hear, what would, you, what would you guys pick as the character that she... Well, I was thinking, um, actually, that I that Mulan would be a good choice. And I'll say the reason behind this is that a lot of people have really strong powers, but not so many Disney characters actually have combat skills that are actually, like, you know, battle-take-them-on kind of things. The fairy godmother, we don't know the limits of her powers. She could have a lot of magic, but I still feel like someone who has the ability of Mulan might have a chance against that. I mean, if you're going for a T-Rex that also has the powers to, you know, just wipe things out. But I think of, like, the more, you know, small human type of options, I thought that would make a good yeah. choice for her. Well, Mulan's a good option because, like, the T-Rex can easily wipe out Anna, and, but I don't think that... I think the fairy godmothers could probably hide long enough to outlast it, just like I think Hercules could. Well, I, I submit that Sean Yu might be a better choice because he's more ruthless. Oh. But, but would he be willing to... I mean, is he under the entire command of Pocahontas? I, I yes. would say that they, uh, under the yeah. summon he rules... They have to, the, the character must do what Pocahontas orders them to do for that four hour time limit. But Sean Yu was defeated by Mulan. Yes, but there was extenuating circumstances and Mulan's not actually there to defeat him in this battle. True. Th- this is a tough one, man. I would pick Hades myself just because I love the character and then you got a, a guy in there who's in, we know more about Hades' abilities than we do about, like, the fairy godmother's abilities. That's true. Uh, and, I mean, fire. I mean, <laughs> he can also, can he teleport? So he could, he could uh, potentially teleport with Pocahontas right to the location of the other combatants. And he he's more of a manipulator than Frollo was to me. So I think he'd be a good choice. Now, Callie, I have, Callie, do you go ahead? I have one other suggestion. What about Father Facilier? I'm not familiar enough with his character to make a judgment uh, on that. Sarah, I mean, because he 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 can summon demons, right? Yes, as provided he has you know his his pendant, um, which I would assume he would going into this. 
I mean, if it, you take you know, it from that the other side. Power. If the fairy godmother has her wand, then I'm sure he has his powers. It's only um, fair. Yeah. Wait, yeah. is Hercules still alive? Yes, right? he is. He's, he's in the palace, so he's not involved in this battle yet. So, Callie, since I had to veto Poe based on Sarah's challenge, I will give you the final call for the other three. Does Pocahontas summon the T-Rex from Meet the Robinsons, Mulan, or Hades? Hmm. I'm not... And you'll have the final call on it, and we'll go from there. I'm going to go with... Hades to give Mulan a fighting chance. Or, I mean, to give Pocahontas a fighting chance. So Pocahontas has Hades for four hours. Oh, man, the dynamic of this just changed. So, because that's, yeah. the, that's the most viable option to defeat Hercules moving forward. So, but first we have to take care of Flynn and Anna. Now, <clears throat> Flynn and Anna are no match for Pocahontas and Hades, but they have the carpet. So do you think that they can fly the carpet away fast enough to avoid Hades' firestorm, or are they done? Man, I think they're done. Uh, you just We just kind of elaborated on how fast Hades can be, and I, I don't remember for sure, but you said you thought he teleported. So I think if he so. Does, if he does that, it's over. Yeah, he disappears on Earth whenever Yeah, so do to. we agree that Flynn and Honor are gone? Mm, yeah. Goodbye, Flynn. Goodbye, Anna. Does Pocahontas then take the carpet, or does she just leave it? Wouldn't the carpet be kind of destroyed by the fire? Good point. Carpet's gone. Okay, so Flynn, Anna, and carpet are gone. Man. So, Pocahontas now has a choice. Let's say that took half an hour. All right? She has three and a half hours left with Hades. Does she go to the cornucopia and fight Hercules... Because she doesn't really know who's there. She thought that Cornucopia was being controlled by Flynn and Bell. So does she... I don't think Hades has a location sensor. So she knows someone's in the palace. She also, Hades, because he's up higher, sees a plume of smoke coming off of the campfire of the fairy godmother camp. Does Pocahontas have Hades take her to the palace and the Cornucopia and a battle with Hercules? She doesn't know that yet. Or does she go off and fight the campfire... Uh, because she doesn't know who's there either. It could be one character, it could be a bunch. We know that it's Fairy Godmother Cinderella and Snow White, who still has those apples. Uh, or does she go to the palace? I think the fact that she was under the assumption that the palace was only controlled by Flynn and Anna, that she would at least go scout out the campfire where the Fairy Godmother's group was, and then make a decision once she got there. I'd, I'd take the opposite approach. She's a survivalist, so she knows <clears throat> she's going to need supplies soon, and I think she would use her her golden ticket to help her get the supplies she needs to survive the rest of the time. Yeah, I, I really think she would go for the for the cornucopia, if nothing else, just so she could have more resources. And if she even goes to the campfire right after, if she had time, then then it would be better for her to not be totally unarmed, which I'm assuming she is unarmed at this point, right? Besides she is unarmed, Hades. yeah. I mean, she has Hades, yeah. but she, she herself is unarmed. So and she might, yeah, and she might waste her time with Hades at the campfire, and she might lose him in a fight with before she gets to a fight with Hercules. So that so makes sense. that means that she is going to the palace. So she, we have, we have got a fight here: Pocahontas <laughs> and Hades versus Herc. Now Herc has taken up residence in the palace. He is probably in the best condition of anybody. 
beyond the fact that he's a demigod, but he's actually been sleeping in a palace. He has had the food in the palace. He has the resource of the cornucopia behind him, but he's about to face Hades and Pocahontas. How does, does this get, go down? Does he get the drop on them, though? Because if they just walk in and he, he catches them unaware... It could be one way, or if they catch him while he's sleeping, it could definitely go another. So Pocahontas is sneaky. She would probably, she would take a a half hour, so let's say we're down to three hours. She would take at least a half hour to scout the palace and know that he's inside. So she knows where he is in the palace. Uh, But Hercules is also pretty smart with these sort of things, and he's seen rustling outside. So let's let's go with Hurt for a minute. Hurt knows somebody is outside. He doesn't know Hades has joined the field of play. Um, does he go investigate the rustling, or does he hold firm inside the palace? Uh, Callie, what do you think? Mm, I I think Hercules is a curious guy. He's probably grown a little restless, getting a little bored. He's itching for some more adventure. I think he's going to go investigate. All right, So, but here's the twist. The rustling that he actually heard was a little trap that Pocahontas had put out there for him. When he goes to investigate the rustling, Pocahontas and Hades have entered the palace from the back. And so now they've got the jump on Herc. Do you think Hades and Pocahontas can take out Herc from the back without Herc getting off a shot? Sarah? Yes, honestly I do. Especially if he's distracted doing something. Hercules is very strong, but I don't think he's particularly intelligent or sneaky. (laughs) <laughs> so Pocahontas you, now, is much smarter in my opinion and so is Hades so what is the method of death does Pocahontas shoot him with an arrow does Hades burn him because I mean Hercules is a demigod killing him is not easy it has to be Hades that does it I, I, it almost has to be to me uh, if we're going under the assumption that Hades knows how Herc fights let's say if this if he had the prior knowledge from the movie or whatever um I think Hades would take him out relatively easily. I, I don't think anything that Pocahontas could do would be able to do it herself at this point. Yeah, it would be much easier if Hades took care of it. I think Pocahontas would also realize that. So, Pocahontas eliminates Hercules via Hades. This sounds like a Royal Rumble, but yeah, Pocahontas eliminates Hercules. Hercules is gone. So now, Pocahontas has two and a half hours left with Hades. Does she fortify her position in the palace and build up strength, or does she go for the knockout blow right now and go to the campfire? I almost think we should make the fight between Hades and Hercules take a little while longer to eat up more of the time. Okay, so let's make it down to one and a half hours remaining. Now, does the commotion of that battle alert the other group as to what is actually going on? Do they now have knowledge of Hades being in play? I think that they should. I think that they should. They do. So they, they do have knowledge of Hades in play, but they don't know the four-hour rule. So they so, don't know that they could wait out Hades. So they might think their best option is a preemptive strike before... It might be. They also, I think the Pocahontas. first thing they do is snuff out the fire, because Hades is not omniscient. Without the fire, without any visible trace, they're not going to be able to track him that easily. Can I suggest something that's maybe it's I think it's related but maybe a little bit off. Sure. But I think at the, at, at this point with so few people left, the fairy godmother might actually have her own little tiny revolt against Snow White. 
if you look at their team, Snow White is the only one left. It's not Cinderella and her. I feel like she's going, although she might feel protective over Snow White, she'll feel more protective over Cinderella at this point. And Snow White is shady because of her apples. That's mm. a good point. There should be yeah. some infighting there. We have really some, had... some CW drama going on there. I think the main the main thing that would start this is the apples. The side note being that it is getting right down to the very end of the fairy godmother. Probably wants Cinderella to be the one to leave this alive. Yeah, she's probably going to go Maggie and sacrifice herself in the end. So. I think that would probably be true. But uh, do you think that she outright kills Snow? Or do you think she just sends Snow off as, like... Because the other idea I have here is, what if she sends Snow off to waste time with Pocahontas, thinking that would give her more time? And then, so instead of killing Snow, she, like, zips, zaps Snow with her wand off to wherever Pocahontas is. And so instead of killing her, she's distracting her, which, as a side note, would take the rest of the time for Hades. That's a good point. That way she doesn't have to dirty her hands with it, and then it would it would draw Pocahontas and Hades into another fight immediately. Or, side theory, but gets to the same conclusion, I'm pretty sure they'd be worried about why Anna hasn't come back yet. Oh, yeah, um, good point! Took <laughs> <laughs> it off earlier. And good point. Snow White might be a little more worried about her since she's a non-Cinderellian. Um, and we'll have that would have also incited some infighting. So maybe Snow has already gone off, gone off on her own. Right. To find Anna. To yeah. find So Snow is off the battlefield. That actually saves Snow's life. So Snow is off on her own looking for Anna. But she's still got the apples. So How about them apples? So I've actually, this, this plausible. I'm not going to say this is what happens, but it's plausible at this point that Pocahontas goes after the fairy godmother's group with Hades. Hades knocks out fairy godmother and Cinderella. Pocahontas survives, but then Hades is gone with the time limit. Pocahontas encounters Snow, and they're just like, you know what? Let's just live at love, live this out because we're the last two standing. Snow gives Pocahontas an apple, and Snow wins the whole damn thing because the apple was poisoned, and Pocahontas was trusting of her. I'm not saying that's exactly what's going to happen, but that at this point we have a plausible path. For Snow White to win the whole thing. Which I would not have put any kind of money on at the beginning of this. I don't know. That's what my simulator said. Uh, but I don't know. Is that what happens here? Like, do, do do you think if Pocahontas and Hades go after the, the smoke of the fire and encounter Fairy Godmother and Cinderella, so not Snow. Snow is still off on her own. Fairy Godmother and Cinderella, Pocahontas and Hades, two on two. Who comes I, I out have, on top? I have I, a dip. I have a... I have a a slightly different twist on the the setup you have. Go ahead, when Ed. Hades and when Hades and Pocahontas show up to do battle with Fairy Godmother and Cinderella, we've already established that the Godmother would probably sacrifice herself to save Cinderella. Let's yes. say she put, let's say she poofs Cinderella out of the immediate combat zone. That way, there's still three alive. I think I like that, and I think she poofs her into the cornucopia. Everybody agree on that? Interesting cool plot that. twist. I'm Makes cool sense. So the fairy godmother is now one on one versus well two handicap match. I think Pocahontas and Hades. I, I think with Hades on Pocahontas side, I don't think the fairy godmother has a chance. I think the no. fairy godmother has the power, but I don't Do think her think power. Do you think she can outlast the time remaining on Hades and just be dodging? That is well, possible because well, she okay. could manipulate like the trees around or the palm trees or the sand. She could create like a Sandman kind of creature. Yeah. I think if Hades gets flustered, and he has, 
that she could trick him and play him into it long enough to wait out his time limit. Not that she knows that, but just until but she no. can gain knowledge about his... But because topic. she doesn't know the time limit, she might just try to go full kamikaze <laughs> right at the start. Okay, so we need to we need to come to a, a consensus here. Does she try to lure him away and, and, and try to figure out how he works so she can fight him, or if she just goes straight on, uh, you know, kamikaze? Sarah, think- what do you think? I think she goes straight on, to be honest. I mean, like, we don't know much about her personality, but she doesn't, she has this sort of wisdom about her, but I don't think she's exactly, like, the smartest in strategy. Like, I don't think she would necessarily think of it as, I need to learn more about him. I think she would think of it as, I need to make sure that he is dead so he can't find Cinderella. If she goes straight on Kamikaze, though, and it fails... Hades should still have some time left because she didn't draw the fight out. I do think the fight would still take some time, but I do think she would go on for more of a full-on attack strategy than a let's play it safe and see what he's doing. I don't think that's the kind of thing from what we see of her character that she's likely to do. So what do we think? Do we think the godmother wins, or do we think that Hades and Pocahontas win? I think the godmother dies in the process. Or I think... Hades uses up his time, and Pocahontas takes advantage of the confusion and puts the final blow on the fairy godmother. I'm fine with that. I like. The, yeah. I think she's pretty weak physically. She just has to, hard to get to her. So, I think a simple rock from Pocahontas would do the trick if she got close enough. So, yeah, fairy godmother dies. Fairy godmother is the ninth to die. Hades' time is up. So we have. In three different locations, Pocahontas, Snow, and Cinderella. And Snow still has apples. Snow still has apples. So Cinderella is in the palace. Snow is looking for Anna but can't seem to find her. And uh, Pocahontas is at the campsite. Now, let's put ourselves in Snow White's shoes. She has not found Anna yet. She she is heard a lot of the bell, right? Like, she's heard a lot of people dying because they ring the the sound. Exactly. So she probably knows that Anna is is dead. So she's about equidistant from the palace and from the old campsite, not knowing anything different. Do you think she heads to the campsite, heads to the palace, or decides to just stick where she is and hope that she's the last one standing? I think she would try to regroup with the people she still assumed might be alive. So you think she's going to head back toward the campsite? Well, no, she might not, because if she's she's doing the math... And there should only be a total of three people left. And she knows that it's Cinderella and the god. If she thinks it's Cinderella and the godmother, she could be walking right back into a death trap because they would lie against her. And there already has been some infighting, remember, before she left. Yep. But we don't know it much. It was the fairy godmother because they display the name or the face when they shoot the cannon. They do that, don't they? They do that at night, at the end of the day. Oh, you're, you're right. right. You're right. They do the recap. So we haven't just, made it to the so end of the So she knows that there are three dead. Well, she knows there are three left, but she doesn't know who. It could be right. Anna. It could be someone else. Could be I Hercules. I think she might actually try and wait it out. I think she might, just for the reason of the recap, I'd forgotten about that until just now, but just to see who is left. Yeah. She, she might try and hide. Yeah. Wait till nightfall. It's, and see who she's up against. Well, conveniently, the nightfall is about to happen, so nightfall... The surviving characters, uh, they all grow off with their tribute, and... Woo. 
yay. Uh, and surviving, now, of course, all three characters know who survives. Cindy, Snow White, and Pocahontas are the three surviving. It's going to be a princess. Which one? Um, Snow White's benefactor <laughs> sends in another little twist. She has sent in a little pumpkin that has been converted into a pipe bomb. Oh my god. Wait, Snow White got this? It was sent in um, right before it was intended. Sorry, let me reset this because I, I just realized what I was doing. It was actually sent in for Cinderella. Okay. Uh, because it's the pumpkin, as, as, as would be the, the obvious choice. It was sent in by a person with a fetish for footwear. That's all we know about him. Um, so Cinderella now is in possession of a bomb, but the bomb will no longer work after midnight and it is already 9 p.m. So Cinderella has a bomb. Snow White has the apples. Pocahontas also has a benefactor uh, from jolly old England, uh, and he has sent her his finest flintlock rifle. One shot. Done. One shot. So (gasps) Pocahontas has a one-shot gun. Cinderella has a bomb, and Snow White has potentially poisoned apples. Callie. What happens next? I have a theory where nobody wins. Okay, let's hear it. (laughs) Okay, so Pocahontas got a rifle. She's wandering through the night. Sees Cinderella. uh, Goes to shoot Cinderella. Accidentally hits the pumpkin, which detonates, killing her and Cinderella in the blast. And simultaneously, while this has happened, Snow White's really hungry and kind of dumb and just, you know, takes her luck at eating an apple and happens to eat the poison one, and they all die. I, I've got a different twist on that that doesn't, that doesn't make Snow White look like such a complete idiot. <laughs> that, that, that they all converge on each other, and through the course of events, say Pocahontas takes a pot shot at uh, uh, Snow White, kills her, and Cinderella lobs the, uh, the pumpkin grenade. God Where's 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 Green Goblin at? Anyway, it uh, <laughs> kills her. The apples are on the ground. Well, Cindy doesn't. Well, no, she still remembers about the apples, so never mind. It would need to be the reverse order. Let's say that Pocahontas causes Cinderella to accidentally detonate the bomb on herself. Pocahontas picks up the apples, not knowing anything about the you know possibility of death. She eats an apple, and then they all three die. Snow White doesn't look like a complete moron because she didn't eat the apple at the end. Okay, she was just Pocahontas. By so, Sarah, what do you think? A three-way fatality? I don't know. The one thing I would think is Pocahontas probably already has enough resources to not need the random apple and probably would yeah. not trust it because she's left a cornucopia of supplies. And I don't think anything has happened that would make her lose her supplies. I think she would have taken, like, a backpack with some, you know, some crackers or something in it, whatever kind of Hunger Games food they have. I could argue either... I could argue for any of the three left to win. I could I could create a scenario for it. Yeah. But knowing everything that's preceded it, plus the survival instincts, I have to say that Pocahontas would find a way to come out on top. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. Here's how I think I'd play it out. I think Cinderella Snow White um, knows it's down to three. So I think that she offers to test the apple for snow because. 
but she doesn't really. And when she gets close enough to Snow for Snow to hand over the apple, she throws the pumpkin grenade and blows up Snow. Wait, At the how... same moment, so when she gets so as Snow is approaching, oh, she okay. throws the grenade, blows up Snow. At the same time, Pocahontas from over the dune uh, takes shot. out Cinderella with a sniper shot, and Pocahontas wins. Fatality. No scope. Headshot. Boom. <laughs> Done. That's how I think it plays out. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I agree. that You, you can make a scenario where any of the... Like, cause I think if Cinderella blows up Pocahontas, I could see a scenario where Snow is more resilient long-term in the natural environment and eventually just convinces Cinderella to give up and eat the apple. I could see that. But the you problem know, with Snow White is she's in the desert, and she is pale as snow. She's going to sunburn pretty quickly. She's going to burn. That's true. That's oh, true. man. She, she's going to be wanting to get out of there and get some uh, aloe pretty badly at this point. So she's going to be on the way to the palace if she's not dead. Uh, you know, it, it's something to be said. Of the three that are remaining, I think that only one of them has been proactive. The rest have been reactive. Just based on that, I would say that Pocahontas should win. Yeah. 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 It's true. The others are kind of more here just by either their alliances or dumb luck in Snow White's case of just walking away to try and find Anna. <laughs> um, it's not exactly... Pocahontas did made a decision that put her in this point, which is she went to the Cave of Wonders, took the risk, went in there, and got her advantage, and then used her advantage to attack other groups, which, what? you're right, was not a reactive thing to do. She was the only one who was really thinking on her feet and actually making decisions for herself. She also she summoned has... Hades. You know so... what? There's something else we could get Santa for Cinderella. Well, no, never mind. We are, we've already said that she landed safely when she was teleported. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I agree with Sarah. Pocahontas is more resilient, and she's untrusting of the white wo- the white women. And... <laughs> well, Snow White's probably tomato red at this point, but yeah, I get where you're well, going. <laughs> I was also thinking, like, if you're trying to have a convincing type of scenario with the apples or something, I don't think Pocahontas would be like to trust either of the others. Yeah. No, I no. don't think at this point Snow could convince either of the other apple. I think she might eat the apple and commit. You know, I think it was basically that she's just too dumb to have taken advantage of them when she could, and so she just lost them. Yeah. I don't know. At this point, I don't think... And, of course, the ironic twist would be if she died with the apples and they were good apples. Yeah. And it was the... ironic twist. And it was the evil queen all along. (laughs) That's her patron. Yes. Maybe the evil queen wants her to get out so she can kill herself later. (laughs) Okay, so is so, my scenario plausible where uh, Snow White dies via Cinderella pumpkin bomb and Cinderella dies by, via sniper shot? I think that's the best way to end it with the current setup. Uh, do, does everyone agree? I mean, I think we all kind of agree that Pocahontas should be the winner. Yeah. 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 Cinderella just has, like, super cleaning powers, and that's not going to help her right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is your winner and Disney Hunger Games champion, Pocahontas! She didn't need no man to do it for her, because Hades doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) No, she took advantage of the rules of the game. She she took advantage of the rules of the game, that's precisely right. Uh, And I think she played it really well. So, Pocahontas has won the inaugural B&Q Hunger Games. Disney edition. Uh, 
there will be another one, I'm sure, next year, next season, with additional characters, maybe some of the Disney characters. Well, tonight we had a lot of Disneyalities, but Pocahontas is the winner. Uh, with Matt not here, Ed, would you like the honor of killing the Gungan tonight? Oh, gladly. Let's so, do this. Ed, please, kill the Gungan! Well, you see, in the Hunger Games novels, after the uh, winner has chosen, they go on a victory tour between all the districts. Just so happened that Pocahontas was in, let's say, District 6, and there's a Gungan in the crowd. Drawing the ire of the entire surrounding area, so they're taking away from her spotlight. She decides to get down off of her float, or whatever she's on, and shoot him with uh, shoot him with an arrow. That's pretty easy. Let's do that. Shoot him with an arrow. Pocahontas kills Gungan. I like that where you went. I would add one thing to it. I think right. she kills him via Miko. I think she sticks Miko on him and he dies by a raccoon bites. Yeah, that's even better. Maybe he gets ra- No. He gets the, rabies? Ra- rabies. <laughs> no. Wait, this is even better. She seeks the raccoon on him, who is at this point rabid. He dies a slow, painful death from rabies. <laughs> I like that way better. Jar Jar's oh, ass but also, while he's dying, her little hummingbird could fly around his head and just annoy him so much that he's <laughs> a slow, painful death. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Yes. <laughs> savages, savages, barely even gun gains. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Pocahontas might now be my favorite Disney princess. <laughs> Jar Jar dies. You know, when we open it up, we'll have to include Jar Jar as a participant because <laughs> that's just too yeah. easy. He'll win! With his dragon master, he'll win. Yeah, he's the fifth lord, remember? <laughs> <laughs> the winner and your champion is Pocahontas. So thank you, Callie. My, always a pleasure. Thank you, Sarah. No problem. Thank you, Ed. Thank you. That was a ton of fun. And for all the BNQers not here tonight, this is Josh telling you that if you happen to be thrown into the Hunger Games, ally yourself with a clock. Don't trust the apple. And always summon Hades. Good night, everybody. 